Hey everybody, welcome back to the Ingredients Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Nixon, and this is episode 9, which contains part 2 of my two-hour discussion with Garrison Hayes. I'd like to thank you all so much for some of the feedback I've received to part 1, just the encouragement from folks that it was really enlightening and uh, inspiring. And if you were that affected by part one, I know for sure that part two is going to be that much better. Um, Part two, I continue asking Garrison about some of the reaction that they got to the It Is Time AU video, some of the commentary, the messages, the hundreds of messages that he received. Uh, I also talked to him about um, after the video, you know, waiting for response, not necessarily knowing how the university was going to react, being affected by some of the reactions, you know, some folks maybe not agreeing with their methods, folks that they respect, folks that they love, and having to hold on to the conviction that they had that God had called them to do what they did. So we walked through that process. We also talk about a really good meeting that he had with the president and the provost in the lead up to the Thursday chapel. And we discuss that amazing chapel. He really gives us an in-depth look at the the sights, the sounds, the feelings you know, on that monumental day. And we also talk about a really powerful sermon that was delivered by Dr. Dwight Nelson a couple of days after that on Sabbath, where he really dived deep into the topic of white privilege and really took a personal approach to that. And ultimately, we just, again, reflect on all that happened and talk about potentially where things are going. I also asked him the the ever elusive question about the one week time period. If the university didn't respond to them, you know, favorably within that one week period, what the next step would have been. And you're going to have to listen in to hear what he has to say about that. So without further ado, here's part two of my discussion with Garrison Hayes. Yeah, I can't. I don't know what I would do with a hundred Facebook messages. <laughs> That's why well, I don't even know, man. I don't even know. But bless you for having that perspective on it. And I guess so. Still, kind of on that. Were there moments where that caused you? And I think you kind of just touched on it. But were, did you ever reach a point where you were you kind of were doubting? Like, man, was this like the right thing for us to do? Did we did we make a mistake? Like, was like how how was that? How was that process of kind of working through any potential doubt that you guys felt in the wake mm-hmm. of all this? I think that, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, absolutely, man. When people that you respect and mm. um, people that, yeah, that, that you like, that you know like you and, mm-hmm. and they're against it, it's like, ooh, oh, whoa, 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 you know, it catches you off guard for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, to hear perspectives, I think that I, I kind of share this with uh, share this with a friend earlier today. I think that I have probably heard every possible critique mm. at this point, right? Every possible yeah. perspective on the video. I think I've I've heard it um, or yeah. seen it at this point. Um, so naturally, there are going to be perspectives that I hadn't thought through that, sure. that didn't come up in our in our ideating right sure uh, you know so definitely there's a lot of room for for doubt when those types of things kind of come and i think that what helped us through is that we were positive that god would god had given us a vision of what would happen mm. um as a result of this push and holding on to that vision was incredibly important to us mm. and then holding on to the community of each other right yeah Ten, 10 individuals, 10 or 11 individuals involved in this and and meeting together, talking, having our group chat. Mm-hmm. Those things were the behind the scenes, you know, I think the Holy Spirit was working behind the scenes in those, through those avenues of community and communication mm-hmm. um, to just remind, we remind each other of that vision, remind each other of our time in prayer and mm-hmm. remind each other of how the spirit fell in those moments and yeah. was was guiding us in those moments. Um, and that, that kind of helps you through it, you know. Um, I'm reminded of, I mean, many people have preached on this idea, but I'm re- really reminded of how 
um, God calls Abraham and he gives him this vision of what he's going to do in him. Mm-hmm. But if Abraham and Abraham is like, okay, let's go, let's go after that. Let's go get that thing. Right. But if, but if God had given Abraham or the same for Moses at the burning bush, if he'd given him or them a picture of all of the things that they'd be going through in the middle, mm-hmm. right. It, the, yeah. the likelihood is they probably wouldn't set out on that journey. Right. right? If right. you knew that you had to cross a Red Sea to get to the other side, you're probably not going to start. Yeah. So God will give us the vision of what it is that he wants to accomplish through us. Mm. But he won't give us all the details in the middle uh, right. because he knows that, that our humanity just can't handle it. And uh, that was definitely my experience through this process. And I know I know I can speak on behalf of every single one of the other people in saying that there were twists and turns along the way. Um, that that God definitely did not give us. He didn't show us those things. I think for a reason. Right. Yeah. Man, that's that's amazing perspective, man. And, and I guess, kind of continuing on that theme, were there? Because you mentioned, you know, maybe some folks that you were, you had good relationships with that you respected, that you loved, that you know respected you and loved you, and and they maybe disagreed with what you did. Um, have have any relationships that you've had maybe changed in the, in the wake of all of this? And, and maybe another kind of uh, sub question to that is: Have you has your perception of some people changed? You know, were there things that you thought about some people that you now see? Okay, this this is this is maybe what you really were thinking when when maybe before you had the context of this situation, you, 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 you maybe thought of things differently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely got a new picture of a few uh, of many people. I mm-hmm. mean, you know, the way people react, um, to certain things is, yeah. is kind of, it's, it's funny right now at the time it wasn't very funny. Yeah. Um, yeah. but seeing those who, um, I mean, I don't even know. I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm cautious. I don't want to be yeah. too critical, yeah. but, but, but I know that there are, it's, it's popular right now to be quote unquote woke, right? Mm-hmm. It's popular to speak on, um, minority issues, whether that's issues facing Latin Americans or black people or immigrants or refugees, but those minority people groups, it's yeah. popular to be socially conscious, you know? Yeah. Um, and so, so there's a lot of that rhetoric on social media, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but when it comes time, I think to, to join a movement yeah. that is targeted towards the freeing or the, the, you know, that's coming against the oppression of, of those who groups. kind of, it's different story, you know, for yeah. some. Yeah. And, 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 and at the same time, I don't want to delegitimize someone's concerns. Cause it, cause yeah. you know, Hey, like if you, if this wasn't the movement for you to jump on board with by all means, but there's definitely, there was a, a tone switch, right? There was a, mm. there's a switch in tone for some, from, uh, this, this militancy, you know, that yeah. I'll see on some of my friends' social media, to yeah. um, to just a different a different perspective, yeah. and and I just think that for me it it gave me, um, you know, if your parents tell you this type of stuff all the time, you know, like actions speak louder than words, and those kinds of yeah. like those kinds of sayings and terms, and you know those things to be true, but. But definitely seeing that opinions are often literally can they could just be taken with the wind. I mean, mm. there are individuals whose opinions will go one direction one moment and completely the opposite in the next. Yeah. And where I saw that the most um, was on Thursday, actually. That's mm. while I may have had my perspective on on who was, quote unquote, woke and and who wasn't. Right. Yeah. Um, on Thursday was really uh, kind of a twofold learn lesson for me. The first lesson is that um, when the Holy Spirit is doing something, it's going to be so hard for someone to speak against it. Yeah. And at the same time, people are um, once again their opinions are are kind of shifty. So yeah. someone there were individuals who I knew who held extreme 
extremely staunch views against what we did. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they really believed that it was wrong, and I, I mean, it was evident. They saw, they said that on their social media, and yeah. what well, I never commented or liked it, but I saw it and I yeah. noted it, and I'm like, hey, that's your perspective, and I respect it. But then Thursday. They're like, wow, this was a mighty move of God. Mm. And <laughs> um, <laughs> wow, I'm so yeah. thankful that we are living in a time where students' voices are this meaningful. And it's like, wait a minute. Yeah, you the, know, the, the bandwagon's open. The, hey, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> That's my, my words, not yours. <laughs> yeah, yeah, your words, man, your words. But, but, dude, I think it's a great bandwagon to hop on. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. If the spirit is moving, jump on that bandwagon, hey, bro. do it, do it. Jump on. Yeah. But it is... At the very least, I do need to note for myself that ah, okay, people's opinions can just switch. They can like, yeah. they can they can be different in a yeah. moment and twinkling right. of an eye, man. Yeah, <laughs> for sure, for sure. No, that's that's a good perspective to have for indeed. So, and what you were just alluding to was this past Thursday, um, the the university had had a chapel and kind of you know gave their response, and and I'm, I'm going to get to that. In a quick second, I wanted to ask you about one other thing. I know that in the lead up to that chapel, so you guys released the video. I guess mm-hmm. it was it, was it like it was over the weekend, not this past yeah. weekend, but the weekend before, right? Saturday afternoon. Saturday yeah. afternoon, and I think it was on was it the, was it the following Tuesday or Wednesday mm-hmm. when when you guys had it was Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Tuesday, was, yep. Okay, so Tuesday, you guys had a meeting with the administration and and I believe that was probably the first time you guys were really corresponding with anyone in um you know in the administration with the university so to really kind of get I guess their direct I mean I know there was some social media correspondence from Mm -hmm. some of them like Mm -hmm. I know um you know the gum guy. I forget what he does exactly. I know he's one of the VPs. Yeah, VP of communication. Okay, yeah, he he um alluded to the fact that I guess for those that don't know as well I guess last October mm-hmm. um, the Lake Union Conference which oversees the conferences kind of in that region had a you know I guess kind of like a discussion about racial reconciliation and healing mm-hmm. and at that event last October you know President Luxton was there I think she was the president elect at the time um, mm-hmm. and she kind of issued a formal apology on behalf of the university, which I guess a lot, I guess people at the university, including the gum guy and other folks thought that that was kind of the apology that you guys were asking for. And so I guess going into this meeting, I would assume, and, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, that it seemed to me, at least from, you know, the statements that were being made through social media or um, some of the any of the other statements that I had seen, it seemed like the university was coming to the table with the perspective of we've already started doing these things, or or we're working on these things, and you guys mm-hmm. kind of jumped the gun without without saying like you guys jumped the gun. They were kind of mm-hmm. saying everything around that without saying it. So you know, and you let me know that you guys are going to have the meeting on Tuesday. Yeah. And I kind of assume, like, okay, that's probably kind of how they're going to come to the table. Um, I know that you can't share everything probably that was discussed in the meeting. I, I don't want you to uh, to feel as if you have to air anything out. But for for as much as I guess you can share, mm-hmm. what was your feeling, I guess, going into the meeting? And how did you feel coming out of it? Did it, did it clue you in potentially to how Thursday was going to ultimately go? And we can talk about that or... Or what was kind of the feel for that conversation you guys had on Tuesday? Yeah, yeah. So on Tuesday, we we did have that meeting. Um, it was uh, I was there. Um, one of the other students. Oh, that's who it was. Where we left one student out. Okay. I hate that this is twenty minutes later. It's <laughs> Danny Danny Francis. Okay. Um, was the other student, and she was present at that meeting as well as Esther Battle, who is the current president of the Black Christian Student Forum here okay. at Andrews. So the three of us went and we met with um, President Luxton and uh, the provost, Dr. Arthur. Mm-hmm. Um, and and the as soon as we walked in, um, they met us by asking us how we were doing. 
I mean, mm. they, it was genuinely asking. It wasn't that, like, let me disarm you kind of yeah, asking. Because yeah, yeah. I was, you know, I'm, I'm skeptical, right? Sure, like, absolutely. I, you know, yeah. They were genuinely asking how we were doing, acknowledging that, man, the last couple of days must have been crazy with all of the, uh, we've seen the comments and we've seen the reaction, like, like this, this has to take a toll. Um, mm-hmm. And of course, we gave the polite, um, no, we're well, thank you for yeah. having us, you know. Yeah. Um, but the tenor of the meeting from there was one um, of great humility on the, on the, on the, from from administration, I mean, mm. both Dr. Arthur and Dr. Luxon, um, they were both incredibly understanding mm-hmm. and and seeking to understand. I think they were both um, first just trying to say like, hey, like what are the processes that we can put in place where students feel that they could come directly to us? You know, that was kind of one of their primary concerns, and I think that's I think that's beautiful. I think that's their job. Mm-hmm. Um, but being in that meeting, I it, it didn't take long before I was aware that, and I know that Esther and Danny both feel the same way, um, where we became, like, really, it, it was clear to us that they were looking to to respond positively to to the video mm-hmm. and, and to, to what we were asking. Um, there wasn't an effort being made to um to to discredit us mm-hmm. or to even scold or um or condemn our actions which was i mean it wasn't there there was none of that there mm. and um it was a it was a beautiful lesson on reconciliation wow. and and how reconciliation uh looks when when someone or some group of people have been hurt um Dr. Luxon actually said in the meeting, you know, if we are um, to forgive 70 times 70, um, she alluded to the idea that perhaps people should be able to apologize at that same frequency, right? Like wow. if, if I'm supposed to be saying, I forgive you, um, perhaps someone saying I'm sorry at that same frequency is just as acceptable and just as much of a mandate from God. And I thought that was just wow. an inch. I mean, it was just a beautiful perspective yeah. that she's bringing into this, that she's, that they are willing to, you know, apologize. Like if that's what you're asking for, we'll mm-hmm. apologize, which was a nod to those who felt that the apology back in October should yeah. have sufficed. And, um, I, I probably won't get into, to that, you know, I think we're beyond that. Mm-hmm. They issued an apology. And, right. And, and that's beautiful. Um, yeah, yeah. So in that meeting, she she did tell us that they were plan, planning to respond um, with a video, um, that she wanted to respond with a video similar to our video, um, as well as an address at chapel on mm-hmm. Thursday. Um, so Tuesday, we're leaving this meeting feeling like, OK, um, OK, that's good. That's mm-hmm. that's good. Mm-hmm. Um and 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 in some ways, I think the three of us, and we went back and related to the larger group. Mm-hmm. I think the three of us were feeling like, man, like I can kind of see the light at the end of this wow. this tunnel. Yeah. Um. But it was kind of funny because we were we were all feeling that slight, very very slight, very slight relief. Uh-huh. Um. But the campus is not at all feeling that, right? Like the campus yeah. is still like, what's gonna happen? I'm still getting people come up to me like, you know, if we gotta go to phase two, just let us know, you know, like, like. And I'm kind of thinking to myself, no, 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 no. Like, I don't want to ruin the the yeah. moment, the yeah. big reveal. Yeah. Um. <laughs> but I was definitely kind of feeling like, no, I think we're we're stepping into a different, you know, mode of communication and, right. and operation at this point. Right. Right. So, yeah, on that, I was going to ask you about that, too. What was the because we talked about the social media comments. Mm-hmm. What was the feel? What was the feel on campus? You know, how, mm-hmm. how did you mm-hmm. um, what? And I, I know that you guys have talked as a group. How did mm-hmm. how are you guys um interactions with folks on campus? You know, was it did what was there a different kind of feel in the air i mean i know that you just alluded to some tension or our folks were probably mm-hmm. kind of on edge a little bit and mm-hmm. um so so what how did that how was that part of it because you know people 
people like me looking at it from out here have no context for that. So, yeah. so what was it really yeah. like to really be on campus? Yeah, that's crazy. I didn't, I didn't think about that. Um, yeah, I, I became uh, re- sensitized to the stress. I, I teach a class on campus um, mm. in the leadership department, um, undergraduate leadership. Mm. And so I get to kind of craft my class period however I like. And I, and I allow this video to just kind of arrest the class period on Wednesday, mm-hmm. right? Uh-huh. So this is the day after we already had these conversations with administration. Uh-huh. And um, I have an incredibly diverse class. I mean, I could probably mm. stand and have a couple of more guys in the class, but every major ethnic mm-hmm. group and and even perspective um in our on the spectrum of adventism from conservative to liberal it's all there and it's really great that's awesome. um so i'm asking this class and we're kind of just dialoguing on it and going around and i'm realizing through this that people are stressed out mm. i mean i i had not considered you know, I'm thinking about the stress of the group. I'm thinking about my own stress, like with the messages and all the things we talked about earlier. I'm thinking yeah. about the stress of chaplain polite. But I had not considered how stressful this was for students. Yeah. I mean, um, it, it, it blew up in a way that was it was really, I mean, North American Adventists, this was the conversation of the week for certain. Yeah. And which means that all of this, like many students were receiving phone calls and texts. Mm -hmm. I had one student tell me yesterday and I had not relayed to him, um, my experience, but he said, I think everyone who has my number has hit me up in the last uh, few days. And I thought that was crazy. People are calling and asking what's going on. Are you okay? Um, and, and trying to figure out what precipitated this, this whole thing, like, what was the impetus? You know, like, the same questions that I was getting and that I know Esther and Chaplain Polite and many others were receiving. Yeah. Um, they were receiving. So there's a, there was definitely a, a tension um, mm-hmm. on campus and, and some stress there uh, yeah. that I was sensitized to through that experience in my classroom. Um, yeah, so, so, there, so there's that. that that's mm-hmm. how, the, how it was on campus there. And once again, going back to it, people feel the need to become very binary in these situations yeah. where they're hitting the the poles. Yeah, no, that that's a really good perspective. Again, man. And um, so one one other thing I wanted to ask, and and we're going to talk about. So that was Wednesday, and next we're going to talk about Thursday and the apology, and mm-hmm. you know, just kind of the beauty that happened in that in that mm-hmm. service, but. One thing that a lot of people, I think, have asked, and I'm sure people asked you, was, you know, you guys put a time frame on the apology and wanted the university to do something, you know, in one week. Um, yeah, we can yeah. kind of joke about it now since they did do, actually right, do right, it. Right, but right, right. my my you know, my wife and I, my wife is so funny. She's a little jokester. She was saying to me, she's like, man, next next time. You you cutting up? I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you, you one week. Get your get your stuff together. So Yo. so so keep that in mind. So we were cracking up. I was like, you a fool. But yeah. so but but I know that a lot of people latched onto that part of it, and they're wondering, okay, if the university doesn't do anything in one week, then what are they gonna do? Or what what's the? And you kind of alluded to it, like what's what's kind of phase two? So mm-hmm. I guess. And I don't know, maybe you don't, I don't know if you guys even talked about it. Is that something you talked about? Like if they don't mm. do anything or if they don't respond, what was the, what were the discussions around? What would the next step, I guess, have been? And I guess it's kind mm. of all hypothetical now since they did. But, but did you guys have that conversation? We did. We did have that conversation. And um, I'm going to give you the answer I've been giving um, everyone else sure. and who ask about it. And it's that the world will never know. And I'm ah. thankful to God for that. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, they were not, it, it was, it was not an empty um, and it really wasn't a threat. I think the uh-huh. one week was borrowed from the response time that with, with, yeah. with which it took for the, for other students. To I mean, receive one of the, the apology, yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I, like we said, you have one week to reverse the narrative, right? Mm-hmm. That has proven that the concerns of some 
um, are valued more than than our own. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that was the the place that the one week was coming from is like we want you to reestablish or help us to reestablish our our confidence in you mm-hmm. and um you have one week to do that mm-hmm. recognize that it, it was perhaps pretty militant in its uh <laughs> in its, hey, hey, the mean, way it sounded yeah yeah take but it there was it. a plan okay. right take it or leave. exactly yeah. there was a plan and okay. um it was multifaceted and and I and yeah, I'm just so I'm I'm happy that we don't have to worry about that. Okay, I'll leave it. I'll, I guess we'll leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, res- I respect that, and I, I mean, I think that um, you know, obviously, and this is the other thing because of the fact that you know, I know you, I know Chapman Polite, and I know, mm-hmm. and I mean, and I'm confident in you guys' thought process, and I know that you guys mm-hmm. are very. Um, I, I feel like calculated is a bad word, but whatever a good word is mm-hmm. for being thoughtful mm-hmm. about. So, and, and I know that every word that you guys said in that video was prayed over and was thought about. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't just like something to say again, like you said, it's not necessarily about it being a threat, but I knew there was a reason for it. So mm-hmm. any person that asked me that I was like, well, I guess we'll see if, we, if, if, <laughs> if it's necessary for us to see. We're going to see, but I obviously assumed that there was, there was something behind that. And Hey, I guess the world will never know. The world will never know. They'll never have to. And, and, and ultimately, um, you know, obviously we know that God was the impetus behind all of this. So I guess he didn't want the -hmm. the world at large to know because he had a bigger plan in mind. And that takes us into Thursday. Um, just, just a couple days ago now. And, um, you know, it was streaming live, uh, and I, I tuned mm-hmm. into it. And um, I guess to kind of summarize it, you know, President Luxton, you know, I thought, I mean, she kind of just walked up there with some, uh, maybe a few notes dotted on one paper, but she really just spoke from the heart. You know, she, I'm sure she obviously thought about what she was going to say. She's very thoughtful, but it wasn't like she had to read some prepared remarks from some spokes, some speech writer or something like that. You know, it, it was, it very much seemed to be a reflective of a process that she probably went through of prayer and, and, and really thinking over this and, and really taking it seriously. Um, the tone I got from her what was, was one of, of empathy, understanding and, and of truly wanting to make sure that, um, you know, not just that you guys were affirmed, but that the process that they, you guys had helped them go on was a good one. There was a good purpose behind it. It was fruitful. And that was really borne out by then her playing the video, which is like a six and a half minute response. Um, for folks that haven't seen that, I'll, I'll link to the show notes so that they can see it. Um, and and also you you and Esther I believe were a part of that video kind of towards mm-hmm. the end and you know the university kind of talks about of course first of all making their apology then they start talking about some of the measurable steps they're going to take moving forward I know they're going to hire someone as a full time diversity person on staff um, or faculty at an administrative level and they would help coordinate diversity trading mandatory, I believe, for faculty faculty and staff um, and maybe having more of these conversations and things like that. And you and Esther just really kind of directly said in the video that we will make sure that, you know, in holding the university accountable and in, in taking these measurable steps going forward. And um, and then at the end of the video, of course, um, Pastor Nelson made some remarks as well to kind of end it. And um you know, from what I could tell, it looked it looked like everybody was was applauding. There's probably some mm-hmm. people standing after the video w- was done, and it was really it was really a beautiful thing to see. It was a beautiful moment. Uh, I know that you guys were all in attendance. Um, what was that moment like for you guys? Uh, j- just kind of put that into words for me. Yeah. Um, and it was it was incredible. It was. Mm. It was one of the most Holy Spirit filled moments. Um, and I obviously I, I'm speaking using all of this Christian language. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it was man, it was something 
it was something else, man. I, like, it yeah. was special. Just... Uh, so before um, Dr. Luxton took the stage, before, you know, as we began the service, the chapel service, there was a song service period where mm-hmm. we sang a few songs of worship uh, to God. And and um, I found myself getting emotional. I mean, mm. and this is this is kind of it's not in my emotive spectrum to cry mm. during worship. That's not my thing. Right. Mm. Um, but I'm getting emotional. Tears are kind of forming in my eyes. And I'm like, man, like I, I remarked at that moment that the spirit of God is here. Mm. Like he's here. I know that God is in this room right now. There's something special. There's just a special energy in mm. the room. Great. Mm. Um, it's, it's important to note that Thursday chapels bring out a section of our campus um yeah. especially yeah. in the mi- in the middle to end of february i mean this isn't the the most uh popping time on right. campus but the place was packed to capacity i mean wow. there was not a place to sit in pioneer memorial church and i have no idea how many people can sit in that place but it is a, it's, it's a very large yeah. church yeah. very very large church but there wasn't a, i mean could nowhere to sit and um, everyone is singing and everyone is just it just feels like there's this moment. Um, I, it was special. So yeah. when the chaplain gets up there and, and prays to open the service and um, invite God even closer um, and Dr. Luxton takes the stage and she opens the her, her remarks by saying, uh, we will be okay. Yeah. That's uh, so where she, she starts out by saying, I, I think you need to know this. We will be okay. Mm. And um, it, I mean, it was beautiful. And it's yeah. kind of, it's kind of funny because, because a few, two Thursdays before Dr. Mm. Jamie Callisar, when yeah. we start our conversation, right. Gets on stage and he's saying the things that he's saying. He's talking about the incredible injustices that are facing um, minorities and, and, and Americans at large. Yeah. And at one point, he quotes the urban poet Kendrick Lamar and says, "We gonna be all right, right?" Wow. And then this is there's this is eruption of of like you know celebration yeah. and, and and you know this this really recognizable moment. Yeah. So two weeks later, right, we, we mm-hmm. get to chapel and and Dr. Luxton in her own way. Yeah. Um, is it, <laughs> I, I like to imagine she was listening to All Right like the night before <laughs> getting inspiration. Right. Yeah. But, she, but she but she bookends this story very, very yeah. well. We will yeah. be OK. We going to be all right. Oh, I yeah. think it's just beautiful. Um, mm. I mean, and and. She she begins her message, which, like you said, it was a I mean, I, I saw her piece of paper and it was scribbles all over it. Yeah, there are very few lines of text that yeah. were just handwritten. I mean, yeah. all around, just kind of a, a thought bubble there, just like thought cloud or mm-hmm. an idea cloud. Mm-hmm. So she has this up there with her and she references it from time to time, but very rarely and, and only slightly. Um, but she talks a little bit about how the friends who drop this, uh, the Bible story of the friends who drop their, their, their paralyzed friend mm. through the roof of, um, a house where Jesus is teaching, mm-hmm. um, because they needed him to be healed. Mm. And she, she notes that no one was upset that they tore the roof off of the home. Wow. No one was upset yeah. that they destroyed, quote unquote, destroyed the house mm-hmm. um, because everyone understood that that person needed healing. And I thought that was I mean, I'm That's sitting amazing. here like yeah. having a hallelujah moment like this yeah. is this is amazing preaching. Like someone yeah. needs to <laughs> seriously take her class on homiletics. Right. Yeah. Like she's yeah. great. Yeah. Um, OK, so her remarks were incredible and yeah. moving. Um, the video plays, and yeah, I really highly uh, recommend anyone who hasn't seen it go check it out. Yeah, um, or, really, and, or really the whole chapel. I think the whole thing is on YouTube. People should yes, just check the whole thing out. That's true. Honestly, check yeah. the whole thing. Honestly, it is. Yeah. A, I mean, it's really amazing. Yeah. If 
if I never, ever been able to say that I was in the room with God before, I could say it because of this past Thursday. Mm. Um, Video plays and people are, I mean, moved is an understatement. I'm looking, I break away from watching the video um, to to just absorb the moment. I'm looking around and Mm. I'm seeing... I mean, every everyone in my immediate vicinity is crying. Everyone, wow. everyone, and even if they weren't crying, I I feel like that word still applies to what they were doing. Just yeah. even, just moved deeply, deeply, yeah. deeply moved um, by the humility, um, by the reconciliation, um, by this very unexpected, unexpected response. Yeah. Um, you know, we talked a little bit about this whole one week thing. I think that that one of the the things that became clear to me through some of the correspondence and through some of the, the, the comments that I saw was that people did not have any um, faith that the university, that an institution of such prestige would give any credence or acknowledgement to some students who are asking for yeah. an acknowledgement, right? Uh, so there's this question of, so what's going to happen after one week? Because clearly what's implied there is clearly you're not going to get a response. Right. Um, and to see that response given in the most unprecedented and unexpected way, um, it was moving. And at the end of the video, there was a full standing ovation. I mean, wow. I, if, if there were people sitting, they were in the extreme minority. Mm-hmm. Um Everyone standing, applauding, and it, it it lasted for for quite a few, quite a while, and you yeah. can see that I believe on the on the video, yeah, um, online, yeah, yeah, amazing man, really really, really amazing stuff. So, what what has kind of been the feel, um, the feel since then? Like how how has I, mean, I guess maybe we talked a little bit about it already, but but how has the First of all, I guess there's probably a sense of relief for you guys, you know, in a way. Obviously, there there has to be a sense of pride in in what was accomplished, you know, in um, in the time frame that it was accomplished. Man, I mean, it was. It. I mean, I, I'm. I was praying for you guys, but I'm not gonna lie, man. I, I'm. Not, I'm not gonna blow smoke in the back of my head. I was like, man, I don't know. I don't know if Andrews is gonna is gonna come through, man. I, I really don't. I really don't know, bro. But I mean, I mean, hey, God, all things are possible, man. So Amen. just really praying for it, and and um, just to really, I was sitting in my office watching that video, and I was just like, dude, like I had to like pinch myself, like this is crazy, like I cannot believe this, but it was it's it was amazing, man. And, and so, how has it been? I guess since then, like how how has the feel been for you guys on campus? Um, you know what what has kind of been the outlook like since you know that Thursday chapel? Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. There's a there was a, a relief, a, a weight lifted. I mm-hmm. think in that moment, not just from the people in the video and involved with the video, but there's a weight lifted on the campus at large. Like yeah. I said, people were stressed out, yeah. um, and and having that weight lifted, I think was. I mean, it, I'm walking around campus and people are smiling and laughing and just so happy. And it's a dreary, cold day, you know, like mm-hmm. it's it's. It's a miserable day, but people are acting like the sun's out, you know, mm. um, and and it's yeah. So so that's that's beautiful. Um, I think in the aftermath of it, um, we've all received much more correspondence from um, Adventist magazines and Adventist yeah. uh, publications and and podcasts, right? Yeah. Like, hoping yeah. to to get some type of like feel. Sure. And, and and write the story and chronicle this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it can be overstated how um, unprecedented and special this all was for yeah. our church. Yeah. Um, and I think what we are seeing now is that the influence, I mean, at Andrews sits at the center yeah. um, of the Adventist church. Absolutely. And her influence, Andrews, the institution, mm-hmm. her influence, it, it extends. We have Andrews has a hand in every part of the world. Right. Yeah. So so the way that Andrews handled um, this very human, very um, global 
um, issue of mm-hmm. racial discrimination. It's just a, it's unfortunately a part of the human experience yeah. that we have been we have done a poor job working through. And the way Andrews is is dealing with this and is responding to this um, is sending out major shockwaves into the entire Adventist world. Yeah. Um, and I think we we are we're seeing that. Um, on our campus, most directly with the conversations that are starting and mm. the way that people are are hoping to legitimize each other's stories and the way that people are, are dealing with people's um, stories really carefully. Mm. Um, we see that with um, the lead pastor on campus, um, Dwight Nelson, um, preaching a, a very, I mean, just a great message on, yeah. on white privilege and and the need to relinquish one's white privilege. I, I think yeah. that was incredible to his predominantly white uh, campus church. Yeah. Um, hearing that from that pulpit and uh, hear, getting word that the video and the movements of the university are being talked about at the One Project out in San Diego, California mm. to 1,200 Adventists and, yeah. and that at different churches around the globe from Randy Roberts and and to Roger Hernandez mm-hmm. and Carl Hafner and Kettering and, and any number of notable speakers and, 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 and pastors around America and abroad uh, with influence abroad yeah. to hear that these people are all hoping to legitimize the story of this group of nine students and their chaplain who make a video yeah. and challenge an institution to confront its institutional racism to hear the positivity that's coming from that is mm. incredible. I mean, yeah. it's incredible. Um, so, so that, so this, the campus sentiment is just kind of sitting back. I, I remember this Sabbath, I'm seeing tweets from people at different churches, just like, wow, what a time to be alive. Yeah. Can you believe that we're talking about this the way that we are? Can you believe that this is happening while we're students at Andrews and while, yeah. you know, to the people are starting to comprehend the, the potential magnitude Mm-hmm. Of, of this um, response and, and this whole push, it, it's really shaking things up. And I hope that it does. I hope it keeps going. Yeah. I hope that we keep pushing this, that we don't forget it. Um, and I think that 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 the scale of it is of such that it's going to take a long time to forget. Yeah, I think that's beautiful. Absolutely, man. I, I completely, a hundred percent agree. Um, one thing I, I wanted to share with you. Uh, we talked about this a little bit this past Saturday mm-hmm. is as you alluded yeah. to, um, you know, Dr. Dwight Nelson, he delivered just a powerful sermon talking about white privilege this past Sabbath. And mm-hmm. it, it was, it was a little shocking to hear him just be <laughs> that open, that bold, um, mm-hmm. that direct about it. Um, and, and it's something that, you know, I, I think just kind of gradually, you know, just hearing some of his different sermons kind of over the past couple of years, you can kind of sense kind of a journey and a growth mm-hmm. with him personally. Mm-hmm. And um, and it was actually first reflected by a blog that he wrote actually the day before this chapel we just talked about. He released his blog mm-hmm. on Wednesday uh, where, where he was talking about white privilege and he, re- he read the blog in the sermon. Mm-hmm. And so... I had I had an unusual experience with mm. this whole thing. Um, I was actually talking to one of the other chaplain who's there, Jose Borges. I was talking mm-hmm. to him uh, like Thursday morning before you guys your guys' chapels started. He gave me a call um, just to kind of catch up and you know talk to me about some of his thoughts and things like that. And I kind of offhandedly mentioned to him that I'd came across um, Pastor Nelson's blog. And I was like, yeah, did you, did you see Pastor Dwight's blog? Like, it was it was really, really good. I, but I was also kind of shocked, man. <laughs> you know, it's like he, he was talking <laughs> yeah. about white privilege. Like, that was, it was pretty deep. And yeah. and so, you know, ch- you know Chaplain Jose kind of says back to me, oh, yeah, you know, you, you know what, you should, you should send him a note. I think he'd appreciate hearing from you on that. Wow. And, and I was kind of like, uh, okay, you know, this is kind of in the morning I was like, you know, because I know like Pastor Nelson and my dad used to work with him. So, of course, right. I've, I've seen him over the years and, you know, said hi to him, different stuff like that, dialogue with him about some stuff. But we didn't like we don't really have like a relationship where we talk. Like I don't have his number and nothing like that. Mm-hmm. So 
you know, I watch you guys chapel and, you know, that finishes up like around 1230 or so. And I, I like I had a couple meetings at work. I just kind of go about my day. And it was maybe like around three o'clock in the afternoon. I was sitting back on my desk after a meeting and what Chaplain Borjay said to me came back to me like, you know, you should reach out to Dwight or Pastor Dwight. And I was like, uh, all right, this this idea is kind of bugging me again. So mm. I sit down and, uh, you know, I, I go to draft him an email and I was literally just going to say to him, like, hey, Pastor Dwight, hope all is well. I really appreciated your blog. You know, thank you for saying what you said. It was very moving. I'm praying for you. God bless. That was my mm-hmm. intent in what's to write. I thought about it and I was like, all right, let me just write that real quick and say, say it to mm-hmm. him. And the experience that I had was literally, and you've probably had experiences like this before, but it was one of those moments where, you, like, if you've ever, like, spoke to someone or are writing something and what you're saying, you know, is not coming from you. Yeah. You know, it's just kind of like pouring through you, you know, it was like literally I start typing this email and, you know, and words are just coming out. Phrases are coming out. I'm just like writing things together. And it turns out to be like three, four paragraphs. He ended up reading. He actually read the whole email in his sermon that I sent to him. And I pressed send on the email and I was like, wait a minute. What the heck did I just say to him oh, like what did i just write <laughs> like i let me go back and make sure like it wasn't too crazy yeah. so i go back into the sent messages and i read it and i was like oh man i i kind of came on a little strong but you know whatever it, it was mm-hmm. sent and so of course people who who saw his sermon and you've watched his sermon too you kind of already know mm-hmm. where it's going but um so he mentioned in his sermon that um, it was maybe like around three o'clock in the afternoon, you know, God was bugging him saying that he needed to say something about, you know, you guys video and the response mm-hmm. video and what's been going on. And so as he shared in his message, he prayed and asked God, you know, send me a message within 30 minutes. And if so, I'll say something about this, but if not, like kind of stop bothering me about it. Mm-hmm. And, Amazing. you know, he opened up his email and he saw my message, man. Amazing. And so... I got a call from him, I guess it was like later Thursday night, you know, after I had sent him the message and I guess he, he, he had gotten my number from my dad and, um, and he just shared that experience with me. He told, he kind of took me through the day and was like, yeah, "Yeah, man, God, God used you to speak to me and thank you. And we talked a little bit back and forth and I was actually driving at the time, bro. And I was like, I'm driving, like not to swerve off the road. Like I was freaking out. Like I was like I had yeah. chills. Like it was yeah, like yeah, yeah. This is insane, bro. And so yeah. I share that to say, you know, wow. cl- clearly I don't have like some direct line, you know, to know exactly what God's <laughs> trying to say at every moment. But in that particular moment, in like a moment of laziness at work where I wasn't mm-hmm. really even thinking about what I was gonna say, um, the spirit needed to send him a message, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and I believe that that's very clearly what happened on a much bigger scale than that with, with the, you know, I guess the 10 of you, including Chaplain Polite. It yeah. was that at that particular wow. moment wow. in our church's history in, in, in our school's history, um, you know, the, the spirit of God raised you guys up to say exactly what needed to be said. And he had people in the positions of authority in the administration at Andrews that can approach it in the way that they did because, and I'm not going to be critical of previous administrations, but I'll just say, I don't think that video would have happened if Dr. Luxton wasn't the president right now. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I, you know, maybe you would have gotten like some sort of a statement, you mm-hmm. know, it would have been very vanilla, mm-hmm. um, but nothing to the scale that, that we saw on Thursday. And, Whatever journey that God has had Pastor Dwight on as well, for him to, in such clear terms, talk about privilege. And the two points he made in there was that, one, we need to acknowledge our privilege. And two, we need to um, we need to lay our privilege down, essentially. Those were mm-hmm. the two points he made mm-hmm. and basically talks about how when I start to realize what my privilege is in a certain area, it's my duty to make it, you know, make it a reality 
for folks of other races to have that mm-hmm. same privilege. So now it's no longer a privilege. It's a benefit for all of us. Mm-hmm. You know? And yeah, I was just great. like, wow, like, is this That's Dr. Great. Nelson? You know what I mean? Like, this is like, this is a crazy week, bro. And um, <laughs> yeah. so, yeah, man, j- I think that that moment really, because like you, like you said, Andrews is, it's, it's a big deal in our church. It's like mm-hmm. basically the Mecca, I mm-hmm. guess, you know, of course, for, for most black Adventists, the Mecca is probably more Oakwood, but on a global right. scale for our church, they look yeah. to Andrews, the seminaries there. I mean, it's yeah. just very direct. And, and so because of that, you know, Pastor Dwight has been there for like over 30 years. Mm-hmm. He's almost like the president. He's almost like the pastor of the Adventist church, man, in a yeah, lot of ways. Easily, man. He, especially for, you know, mostly white Adventists, you know, yeah. that's, yeah. that's the guy they look to. So for, for God to put it on his heart, to say that at this moment, uh, uh, man, I, it's just there's really no words for that, bro. Mm-hmm. Uh, how big of a deal this is for that institution to come to this place, for the leader of that prominent of a church to be at this place. It really says to me that. Um, and one of the things that I that I talked about with him was the fact that, you know, because of what you guys did. We're we're there's a there's been a paradigm shift in our church completely that Mm. we can't like it's it's all I don't want to say impossible because we could always go back, but Mm. it'd be very hard for us to go back to how we used to do things. Mm -hmm. You know, the the cat is completely out the bag. Um, You know, it's not going to fit under the rug anymore. Yeah, (laughs) it's it's out there and it's and it's here to stay. And now we got to address it. And if we don't address it, it's just going to keep eating away at us, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and so now we got to deal with this thing. So, so yeah, man, I, I just think in a nutshell, th- this has just been, and I don't know if, I don't know if it could have, you, 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 I'll actually this, you, you mentioned that you guys kind of had a vision for what could, what will happen. And that's mm-hmm. what kind of sustained you throughout mm-hmm. this process. Now seeing what has happened how has that matched up to the vision? Has it was it similar to what you guys expected? Has it blown that out the water? What, what how would you compare where we are to what you guys expected? Yeah, um, yeah, man, like it completely blown it out. It's been mm. completely blown out of the water, man. Like, <laughs> not yeah. even close. Like I'm, I'm thinking. You know, we're thinking like, like. Um, I guess, like in my finite imagination, I'm like, yeah, I know these other these other people in this group think this could be like huge, but oh me of little faith, man. I'm like, yeah, we might like if everything goes well, we'll be able to empower some students to have you know like to see that their voice is like you know meaningful and like yeah. you know like I'm thinking student empowerment right. um, and and to see this start like a, a huge like it start like a like a, a, a at least a national if not global conversation on race is yeah. crazy it's crazy mm. it's crazy mm. and and i want to be entirely fair that i know that there are some members of the group who who said this who like believed that this would happen that's the vision wow. that god had given them wow. and um like angie for instance like mm. she Angie, major faith, like major faith and, and major vision wow. with this, um, seeing this as as something that could be be huge. Um, and I'm, I'm definitely not saying that I didn't believe that it could be, yeah. but the Lord blew my expectations out of the water, like blew them out. Man. Mm. Yeah, he, the, the Lord usually does that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's generally how he works. But yeah. yeah, man. Well, well, I just have to say again. Bro, I'm just just so proud of you guys and just really um, it's just been amazing to watch this this unfold. And I know that um, with you guys there and the the team you've put together and um, the fact that the spirit of God is moving all up through what you guys are doing, that as things continue to move forward, because I know that. You know, at this point, now the work starts, as you know, mm-hmm. and, and as yep. you kind of alluded to in the video. So as things, you know, are continuing to unfold, I know that you guys will not necessarily hold their feet to the fire, but definitely hold them accountable. And right. and, and I know right. that um, making sure that those measurable <laughs> steps are taken. And I also think that, you know, 
this process that they're going to be going through now and in de- deciding who they're going to hire for that diversity position is going to be very key. That person, I think, is really going to set the tone because, and, and you know, obviously I think the president and the provost are still going to be involved, but they're really going to be tasking this new person with the responsibility of saying, look, you know, this is important to the university. We need you to implement these things. And so I'm really praying for that process, too, so that whoever God does place there um, is really, um, you know, allows themselves, you know, him or herself to be used by God to continue the work that you guys are doing. And I hope and I pray that that person is open to working with you guys who have started this process and, you know, listen to you, because I think as much as as much as it is as it is you know, a global church discussion that you guys have really, you know, inspired. Mm-hmm. I think we can't lose the fact that, um, you know, primarily it was started by you guys. You guys are all students, you know, mm-hmm. of that institution. And I think it's important for the, uni- I think the university views it that way. And it's important for them to continue to frame it that way, because it's important that, like you were saying, this was really started by the fact that, Black students on campus were not feeling valued on campus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so that was the initial issue. Mm-hmm. And that's the issue that really needs to primarily be rectified. And, you know, mm-hmm. whatever God does with it in the other areas of our church, you know, praise God for that. But, you know, we don't want to um, miss that primary goal. So so I'm really right. praying for that process as well. And again, I'm really, really proud of you guys and we'll continue to pray for you as things, you know, move forward. And um, I guess before we close, I, I just want to know if, if there's anything kind of like lastly you want to say or your any any last words on how this experience went. Yeah. Yeah, man. I just want to, um, you know, encourage anyone, whoever you are, um, who's listening um, to just be brave, man, like to mm. be courageous. That's how things happen. And that's yeah. how, how things get done. Um, I think that 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 our church and our world um, is is lacking the the bravery um, it takes to be a prophetic voice, you know, mm. and and that I got a, a clear picture of that alongside the other nine individuals who who were brave and courageous um and i'm reminded of the text that says have not i commanded you to be strong and of a good courage don't be afraid and don't be dismayed why because the lord your god is with you wherever you go mm-hmm. and that's something that i've been holding on to yeah. um and something that i hope to operate out of for the rest of my life yeah, um, and I'd encourage the, the listener and, and anyone who retells this story to to end on that same note as well. Just be brave, man. Yeah, no, that's that's a powerful reminder, and, and I'm actually reminded of, and I don't know if it originated with Doctor Buddy Bird, but I I saw a video of a sermon he preached recently where he said um, it's impossible to be prophetic and popular at the same time mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know you, know, you got it so it's one or the other and i think yeah. that you know that might really say it all yeah you know i mean it's just like from, from starting off you know thinking about you know pastor jamie that was kind of the catalyst of this i i remember i actually it's funny i talked to him actually the day after you guys released the video because mm. uh, we're working on some stuff which i'm going to talk to you about as well and mm-hmm. I was just teasing him about stirring up trouble and, you know, he was cracking up and, um, <laughs> but, you know, I, I think that, you know, he understands that clearly. I know that you guys understand yeah. that. Yeah. Um, I know that th- if the university administrators don't understand it yet, they're about to. Yeah. And same thing yeah. with Dr. <laughs> same thing with Pastor Nelson. He's, yeah. he was definitely prophetic and, yeah. and he's going to take a hit because of this. So, I think ultimately we all just have to support each other in this journey, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, folks are making these steps to, to be brave. And as they're doing that, you know, we always need to remember that, you know, there's a community of support and there's people mm-hmm. that are with you that are 
you know, you're not alone. I think that's another just good reminder in that, um, you know, if you're in a situation where, you know, you feel like you need to speak up and speak out, um, mm-hmm. you know, pray for God to bring people into your life that are like minded, you know, that are mm-hmm. um, they maybe don't see it the same as you, but they have the same uh, they have the same mission in mind, you know, mm-hmm. and so you can kind of mm-hmm. come together and hash things out and um, put your heads together and, and do something great. So, um, again, man, thank you so much for, for joining me and for spending so much time talking about this. I really enjoyed it. And, um, you know, again, we're definitely going to keep you guys in prayer as things continue. And, um, thank you. you know, just keep walking in boldness, man. And I Yo, know man. You will. Yeah. Thank you, man. Thank you for having me on, dude. It's been great. Seriously. Great. Great. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed that as much as I did not just recording it, but listening back over it again and again. Uh, it was so uplifting, inspiring, and I'm so excited to get some feedback from you all to hear your thoughts, your impressions, your takeaways on this really, truly um, gripping and powerful two-hour conversation that I had with Garrison. Uh, before I say anything else, I just have to once again thank Garrison for coming on the podcast with me. Um, for trusting me and trusting us, you the listeners, with uh, his voice, with this story, with being so open with us, for dialoguing really openly, having no strings attached uh, as far as things being off limits. I truly appreciated the fact that he shared this story with us, a story that several people have been asking him to tell, and I'm really happy that he decided to bring it here to Ingredients, and I definitely don't take that lightly. So I truly want to thank him. I also want to thank Chaplain Polite and all the other students, um, including my good friend Angie um, and and all the others that were named by Garrison on the pod uh, for truly stepping out on faith and holding on to the vision that they were given of what could happen if they would step forward and be bold and use their voice to impact change and it's inspiring to all of us i know it's been inspiring to me so i thank each and every one of you for doing that and for sticking your necks out like that and i know that god is going to richly bless you going forward because of your obedience to him before i leave you i just want to leave you with a main ingredient and it's the thing that really stuck with me i'm at the end of my two-hour discussion with garrison and it was really um, a reference that he made to something that Dr. Luxton, president of Andrews University, said to him during their meeting on the Tuesday leading up to the Thursday chapel. And she referenced a verse that is found in the book of Matthew, chapter 18, starting in verse 21. And I'll read for you. And it says, Then Peter came to him, meaning Jesus, and asked, Lord, how many times will my brother sin against me and I forgive him and let it go? Up to seven times? Jesus answered him, I say to you, not up to seven times, but 70 times seven. And then in the meeting, as Garrison relayed, Dr. Luxton said, if we can be forgiven 70 times seven, then perhaps we should ask for forgiveness at the same rate. I thought that was really powerful because oftentimes when we think about forgiveness, We're very quick in in Christian circles to talk about the fact that we need to not withhold forgiveness and to um, give forgiveness freely. But the Bible does also talk about the fact that before forgiveness is given, that the person who has wronged you or the person who has done wrong is to come to the person that they have wronged and make an account for what they have done, being accountable, holding themselves accountable for the actions that they've made. And therefore, then the forgiveness that is given is in response to that accountability. I think God calls us to not be um, hesitant in giving forgiveness, but I don't think it's mandatory to be given to folks that aren't sorry or that aren't giving an account for what it is that they have done. But we should always be prepared to give that forgiveness when the time is right and to not hold bitterness and hate in our hearts, regardless of what others do. So that's something that truly stuck with me and something that's going to continue to challenge me as I move forward. Uh, Please reach out to me and let me know what your main ingredient was. What was your main takeaway? Uh, What's going to stick with you going forward? I know there's several things that could 
fall in that category. But I really do want to hear from you. And like I always encourage you to do, the easiest way to do that is to leave a review on iTunes and rate the podcast and and leave me a message. And um, I'm looking forward to seeing that and reading that. That also helps with the visibility of this podcast. The more rates and reviews we get, uh, the more likely it is for folks to come across these discussions, these conversations. And so I really encourage you to do that. Uh, Continue to follow my website, michaeltnixon.com. That's the primary source where you'll find uh, the episodes and other information on what's going on. Also, feel free to like our Facebook page, The Ingredients Podcast on Facebook, and follow me on Instagram at Michael T. Nixon. So thanks again for listening. Uh, Episode 10 will be coming real soon. Again, follow those outlets, and I'll be announcing what that's going to be about very shortly. And I look forward to talking to you guys again very soon. So thanks again, and have a great rest of your week.